Welcome to uh, the poem, the Parsha, the podcast. I am Rivi, and sitting here together with me with masks on is... And this is Adrian. And we are thrilled to be talking with you today about Parshat Bo and a poem that we have, of course, carefully curated. What's thrilling about this week's Parsha, Adrian, to me, mm-hmm. is that it is where some would say the Torah should have started. In fact, that very first yes. comment by Rashi on the first verse of Bereshit of Genesis was, of course, that in fact, this could have been the beginning of the Torah. It is the mm-hmm. first commandment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, of course, is to make sacred and to notice the first, the moon, the Rosh Chodesh. And we're going to talk about moons today. We are. And I think it's also interesting that we, you know, as people of a lunar calendar, I think it's really interesting that we're talking about this era of inauguration. Ah. And so we've got this moment of newness all around. Even though the full moon is technically considered an old moon, this poem to me and this Parsha to me feels like a new beginning. Um, and so let's get into it. Would you like me to read? I think it would be phenomenal. All right. This is Full Moon by Alice Oswald. Um, Oswald is our first UK-born poet of this podcast. So, Full Moon by Alice Oswald. Good God, what did I dream last night? I dreamt I was the moon. I woke and found myself still asleep. It was like this. My face misted up from inside and I came and went at will through a little peephole. I had no voice, no mouth, nothing to express my trouble except my shadows leaning downhill, not quite parallel. Something needs to be said to describe my moonlight. Almost frost, but softer. Almost ash, but wholer. Made almost of water, which has, strictly speaking, no feature, but a kind of counterlight, call it insight. Like in woods when they jostle their hooded shapes, their heads congealed together, having murdered each other, there are moon beings, sound beings, such as deer and half-deer, passing through there, whose eyes can pierce through things. I was like that, visible, invisible, visible, invisible. There's no material as variable as moonlight. I was climbing, clinging to the underneath of my bones, thinking, good God, who have I been last night? This poem is just a kick, I'm going to say. You know, I read this and thought, like, this one gets me, man. Like, this one, this is, this is bigger than... The, the five stanzas that are here. Like, this is a big poem. And I think it's appropriate that we, ch- that we selected a big poem to go with a big Parsha. You know, it is a big Parsha. The Jewish people, the B'nai Israel, the Israelites are coming into their own. Yes. It's, they're getting their first mitzvah, and it's very symbolic and very potent that that commandment has to do with the moon. And I think this poem is asking us the question, what is a moon? What is it to be the moon? Yeah. Um, I, I, so there are so many layers here. I chose just a handful to sort of pick apart. 
So in the first stanza, good God, what did I dream last night? I dreamt I was the moon. In the last line, I woke and found myself still asleep. I love that. What What is that? Like, well, is that, are we, is there like a two, a two being experience here of like, I'm awake, right? And then there's my other self still asleep. Or is this a matter of, okay, I'm awake, but I'm not really awake. I'm not fully present. Well, it's interesting. I wrote next to that line, I woke and found myself asleep. I wrote Kafka because it reminded me of the metamorphosis. Yes, yes, yes. When he wakes up and he finds himself to be, of course, a different being. Yes. And I'm also thinking a lot about, and I know you have a lot to say in a minute, so I'm going to quickly say that the moon represents also the Jewish people. Mm Mm-hmm. And the idea of the moon is that it waxes and wanes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's points that it's full and glorious and points where we almost disappear. And that really also intersects with the book of Song of Songs, Shir HaShirim, yes. Yes. because there it says, Ani yishena vilibi er. I'm asleep, but my heart is awake. And so what is this state of being awake and asleep and the moon, which is, you know, it's, we say, oh, the thin crescent of the moon. The moon is always full. It's what we see or don't see. It, yes, it's true. Um, and the, that, we have that here in the very last stanza. I was like that, visible, invisible, visible, invisible. There's no punctuation there. Um, and then I also think this, this visible, invisible thing is, um, in this third stanza, it says, something needs to be said to describe my moonlight. How is something visible or invisible if you have no way to describe it? And so the speaker is calling on the audience to give language to the whatever this is, right? Almost frost but softer, almost ash but wholer, made almost of water, which has, strictly speaking, no feature, but a kind of counterlight. Call it insight. I just think of the moon and its counterlight to the sun. Whether both in the in the story in Bereshit when we talk about um, the two lights in the sky, and then also when we think about it as the moon reflecting the sun's light back at us, um, and so there's this this really interesting moment of like language and description, and then presence and not presence, and then seeing and not seeing. The poem is brilliant in such a playful way. Because when it says, no feature but a kind counterlight, call it insight. Insight. And that's right center in the middle of the poem. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the, to me, that is the point. What is the insight that the moon offers us? It offers us a reprieve. There are times yeah. in life where visible, invisible, visible, invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... I think the moon offers us also a presence. I think we can take that, mo- like, just as, you know, as we're thinking about this, as we're thinking about the moon, as we're thinking about the Parsha, we're, we're really thinking about a Jewish presence, a presence of, a, of, of the Jewish people as a thing, as their own unique thing. And so I, when I think of the moon and, and this poem in terms of this Parsha, I really think about this moment of visibility. I am here. We are here. And not only are we here, but we're here and we get our first 
commandment. We get our first sort of directive to do the thing. And, and that is, that's a text changer, I feel like. It's a text changer and a game changer for the people who have been enslaved. A slave is not in control of their time. Mm -hmm. They're not in control of their time, their day, their night. They're workers. And God is saying to the people of Israel, take control. Yeah. You're not a slave anymore. The moon is going to be the determinant for the calendar, but ironically, it only is going to be declared the new moon when you declare it the new moon. Yeah. It is saying to the Jewish people, take control of your destiny, take control of your time, because when you have control over your time and you have a Shabbat in your week and you do not have to work like a slave and you have a day and you have a night and you have a new moon and you have holidays, you have agency. Yes, and that makes me think of this next stanza. Like in the woods when they jostle their hooded shapes, their heads congealed together, having murdered each other. There, there are moon beings, sound beings such as deer and half deer passing through there, whose eyes can pierce through things. Okay, I'm a little bit scared. That's a creepy <laughs> stanza. It is. It's really that creepy. That is a creepy, creepy stanza. <laughs> And I think that reflects to us that this um, this moon can can light away on something that may be scary or intimidating. Um, there's no material as variable as moonlight. And then I was climbing, clinging to the underneath of my bones. To my mind, it's like okay. We can see things in moonlight that we may not see in daylight that can be frightening, but we need to continue climbing, right? We need to continue climbing into our most self-self. We need to continue being into whatever it is that we are being. Now, I also noticed something in that third stanza, which is in the middle, mm -hmm. where it says right in the center there, made almost of water. Yeah. I want to remind both of us that the moon and the tides are connected, and that the as the moon goes, the tides go. Mm -hmm. And there is also, we, we would be just derelict if we didn't mention, of course, that Rosh Chodesh was given to women as a special holiday, mm -hmm. and that is because they did not participate in the misdeed of the golden calf. Ah. And um, what's interesting is that women also cycle as the moon. Yes. And there are so many connections with water and women appearing at the water and yes. Miriam, who's going to be in next week's Parsha, dancing with the women. And so this is quite the poem. And, you know, Adrian and I did a Limud session, and we're going to hear more about that next week. Yes. But one of the interesting things that we talked about was, what is this thing of talking about a poem and a Parsha? And Adrian, you want to say a sentence about that? Or um, two? Uh, so poetry matters. Poetry is agency over language. And poetry is an entry point, a new way of seeing the Parsha. And so when we see, I think when we look at any poem, um, we sort of have a lens on the Parsha that we didn't have before. Um, and that's what I think this poem yes. does for us. When we go surgically in and talk specifically about Chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Ha-chodesh hazeh lachem rosh chodashim 
Rishon Hulachem Hashana. This is the commandment mm -hmm. to set up a mm -hmm. calendar. And again, the word Chodesh is month, also means new. new. And this poem, Full Moon, is a new way of thinking about moon. Last words? Good God, who have I been last night? Well, um, I'm happy you said that, because I was thinking that is what happens in this Parsha by Yehi Halayla mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. What happens to these people? They, yes. They're free. They're free. Free at last. Free at last. And they are, they have the opportunity to become who they are. And I think that is a beautiful thing that gives this Parsha a power that I hadn't considered until now. You know what? Me too. Good God, what did I dream last night? Shabbat shalom, Shabbat everyone. Shabbat shalom. Thank you.